0: So, as I said earlier, this Valentine's weekend, I feel very uh, inspired, and as the song sang about, and as the reading from OSHA was about, I feel inspired for us to just focus on self love, to just let everybody else know, to just really take the time to learn to love ourselves, to give ourselves the time, the attention, and care. All that we have been needing and wanting and longing for. All that we have been projecting upon other people, wishing and wanting them to give us. You see, the equation is messed up. We often talk about equations here, thought patterns or equations that equal results. And the equation of thinking that someone else out there is going to give us anything that we don't first have never works sad news but good news very very good news it's just true we don't want to believe it's true because there is that part of us that wants someone else to do it for us you see if we if if we believe that we ourselves must generate that which we're seeking, and we go about the path of doing that, we actually begin disconnecting ourselves from tribal patterns and, and thought systems and family ways of being and societal ways of being. You're beginning to come off of what we like to say is you begin to disconnect and come off of the grid. But in doing that, there's that tearing away sort of feeling, like who will I be? Will I be alone? What will they think of me? All that stuff gets stirred up, wanting to pull us back onto the grid. Today, we are capable of facing this truth. We are capable of getting sober to the truth and becoming responsible for that which we are seeking from others. We are capable of doing that, and that is one of the most important things that Bodhi is here for. Bodhi is here for all of us to become responsible for the life we're living, for generating that which we're seeking, for being that which we're seeking, and then watching it magically appear as it comes to us. And people will then go, how did you do that? How did you do that? How did you suddenly start living inside of relationships that are working and overflowing with love? How did you suddenly start living in so much abundance? I'm not talking about things, perhaps things, but an abundance of being, an abundance of love, an abundance of knowing, an abundance of peace. These are good things, people. These are things when we start walking, we start generating them, we're, oh, this is who I always have been. But we have to give up the ghost. We have to surrender the story. Simply, we have wanted others to do for us. What we what we believed we could not do for ourselves. So you're on a first date. You look great. You look great. Your done. By the way, I got mine done by a guy who I think just went to an eighties party. And I looked
1: at the mirror this morning, I was like that's a little Duran Duran.
0: I'm generating my inner hair. (laughs) You got enough money on your credit card to think that you're, you know, hip and cool at the expensive restaurant and feel like a bit of a big shot. And you're with this person, this first date, and you're thinking, this could be the one. (laughs) But you see, underneath all that fabulous first date nests, The unconscious mind is working. And what it's saying energetically to the person is, look, I really can't love myself. You have to. (laughs) So that I can, although I ultimately won't. Then of course I'll blame you. And I'll call you names, instead of calling myself those names, which will be relief at least temporarily. Oh, And I'll get a few 3 to 300 friends to agree about the names. And eventually, you'll leave. I'll be alone, but I'll be right about you.
1: (laughs) Oh, I'll have the remote, please. Oh,
0: we're meant to be together. He likes remote, I like remote.
1: That's perfect, right? It
0: just It watches for everything. All the ways that we match. All the things that are so perfect. You see, those things bring us together. And they bring us together. There's a seduction in that coming together because we forget ourselves for a moment. We forget ourselves. But every relationship is designed in this particular paradigm to ultimately ricochet us back to ourselves. And what occurs is when we leave ourselves, you have actually abandoned yourself. Whenever we go to another, for whatever it may be, whenever we're looking for our source, our sustenance, our love, our approval, from another, we have abandoned ourselves. Imagine yourself literally popping out of yourself. And so here you are living out here in this persona, in this other self, And this part of you is considered empty. Now, it's not ultimately empty, but it is empty in this particular scenario. So eventually, you will come back, because the cord's not cut. It is staying connected. When things start to unravel, when things start to work, eventually, you land back in here. And what happens when you land back in here is that it feels horrible. It feels horrible initially, Because you have to first feel the abandonment. You feel the fact that you left yourself. You don't have those words. And we don't have that understanding. And I'm not just talking about another person. I'm talking about a career. I'm talking about an idea. I'm talking about seeking approval. I'm talking about whatever takes us outside of ourselves. When we leave the truth of our being, which is that we generate all of our good, our resource, and everything that we are from within. Whenever we step away from that, there's a hole. And then when we come back into that hole, it feels I don't know why this image is in my head, but it feels like someone who literally dies and has to come back into the body because they're not done. If you ever read stories about that, well, they don't want to come back into the body because it feels cold, it feels constrained, it feels ugh, but they have to come back into it. It's sort of that initial feeling whenever we abandon ourselves. We have to face the abandonment. We have to face the loneliness. Now, if you'll stay inside yourself, You'll suddenly start to feel that sense of self and that joy, that returning home. It does occur. And each day you start to feel more, oh, I feel back to myself, is what people will say. You're back to yourself. Now, wouldn't it be great if we never had to even leave ourselves? You see, living a life of leaving ourselves, coming back to ourselves, uh, 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 <laughs> leaving ourselves. <laughs> a, uh, 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 uh I mean, that you know, how many lifetimes will we do this until finally we go? You know, what if I just don't leave? If I just don't pop out, then I don't have to come back in the first place. In, in the second place. I don't have to come back, and then I don't have to suffer. The suffering comes from the abandonment of self. The abandonment of self comes from this silly, unnecessary belief that we're unworthy. You know, there's just this thing called self-hatred, judgment, condemnation there's these, this, this thing that, that just exists and, and we don't quite know how to be with it we've been running from it four lifetimes I really mean that, four lifetimes But whatever, you're in this lifetime running so that's enough to focus on right? <laughs> so we've been running from this, this idea and the problem with this idea is that it feels so personal and so as I've been being with this this week and just thinking why Why do we land here? Why are we, who are the pure essence of love, who are the pure joy of all that is, why are we wasting any time or energy in this other thought? Why is it that that feels so true and we have to convince ourselves of our nature and our essence? Why is that? Well, you know, that's not the best question to ask, unfortunately. Because why will give us a little bit of knowledge, and then we think knowledge equals something. But at the end of the day, most of the time, a knowledge avails us nothing. However, I'm going to give you some knowledge. Because it might help a little bit to understand this. I really, because I really did spend some time thinking about this. And we say it this way all the time, but hopefully this way will click for you a little bit in some sort of way. You see, this is what happens. The ancient mind is what suffers. The ancient mind is what judges and condemns and hates and projects and compares and contrasts. The ancient mind does this. That's what it does. It's been doing this for centuries, say. Don't we don't need, let's not go to when did we get hungry? Let's just know that this mind has been comparing and contrasting and condemning and judging and making wrong. Just making wrong. That's what it does. It was doing it before you came into this incarnation. Chances are it will continue doing it when you leave this particular incarnation. What happens, as I said earlier, is you personalize the mind. There's only one mind. One mind. It is not yours. Get that. This is not your mind. But the way that it makes you think it is, is that it just puts your name on it. It says, Sue you're an
1: idiot. <laughs> right? <laughs> Sorry, Sue. I don't think...
0: That's the mind. Whoever you are, you are this. It just simply adds your name to it. That's what it does. And then we hear it, and we vibrate with it, but it said, it said our name, and it matches sort of the way the other people are acting. So all of this stuff is adding up so that when you start to reach... Truth be told, we start to reach four, age four. You've already convinced yourself that this mind is yours. So early, so little. And then what we often do is we spend the next amount of time, whatever that is for you, trying to hide that we have made this mind personal. Although it blurts out here and there and everyone sees it. And You know, you oh, don't such an idiot. Oh, I'm so this. Oh, I'm so that. So it's really working you a lot. A lot. But we're also pretending that it's not occurring, right? So then we reach this point where we go, why can't I love myself? Because you start to hear the truth. Love is who I am. Ah. A little part goes ding, ding. And you start to resonate with that. And now we've got two things going on. We've got this ancient mind that has captured you, that has got you in its clutches, and it can convince you and it can grab you when things occur. It's, it's going, And then you've got this other part that says, I'm loved, I'm capable. Now we've got these two things living inside and they're both alive simply because they have energy and life force. They both cannot be true. This one is the one that leads us out over and over and over and over. Go over there, that'll make you happy. Go get that, that'll make you happy. Lose that weight, that'll work. Get that person. Get it just that's what it does. And this one just sits in the center of your view and go, sweet baby, you are so perfect. You are so beautiful. You are so magnificent. That's all that the voice does over and over. But the thing is, it doesn't fight. It doesn't fight and it doesn't argue with that other voice. Now, we wish it would. We wish, like, if this is true, why doesn't it just get up and kick that thing out of there? Why doesn't it just rise up and take over? This is very important. Listen why it doesn't. Some of you know why it doesn't. It's really important. It doesn't fight because it knows that there's nothing to fight. It already knows that this voice, this mind that's making up, isn't even real. Why would something fight with nothing? Do you get that? So love, not fighting, actually proves that that's all that there is. I don't know if you're getting that, but I'm getting that in this moment, and hopefully at least my getting it will help you a little bit to get there. <laughs> love, not fighting proves that there's nothing to be against. There's nothing to fight against. That silly, spinning, unworthiness game to love isn't even real. For love to fight with that would be literally like fighting with a ghost. Something that isn't there. So what love does is it just sits there. And it emanates itself. And it continues to source you and feed you. And it continues to whisper to you. It continues to call your name as its own. As its own. And what you're doing here at Bodhi, what we're doing, what you're doing in this current state of consciousness, in your current state of awakening, is that you're beginning to listen to that voice more and more. The fight that, the fight where the fight is occurring is inside of you. You are the fighter. You are the one that a certain state of consciousness and evolution is going, I've gotta not be that, I've gotta be this, I gotta, so you're finding yourself in the middle of the voices. Hallelujah! Hallelujah, that you are finding yourself in the middle of two voices because previously you thought you were just this one. Right, right. So, do you get that that's a quantum leap for yes. you? That is an expansion in consciousness that you have discovered that there's two voices inside of you. Now, you've got some stretch of time that you may be in now, you may be coming to the end of, maybe less or more, but you've got some stretch of time where this voice still, because it has your name on it, because it knows. Just when to get you and how to get you. When you're tired, just after the Haagen-Dazs ice cream. Just after whatever it is. Just after turning up the computer at 2 a.m. Whatever those things, it knows exactly when to go, Hey, by the way, you're an idiot. Just say. It. Just
1: saying. Just say it. Right?
0: And chances are... You woke up a little late so you didn't do your meditation. <laughs> Chances are you forgot your homework last week, which was to say good morning to your divine to start the day. Chances are you had a few good thoughts, but you were really busy and, and suddenly you started arguing inside your mind with the coworker who isn't doing their job right. So and then and then you go and go, you know what? I'm gonna meditate at two o'clock. Two o'clock. Yeah. I'm gonna meditate at you later, <laughs> I'm telling you my
1: story. <laughs>
0: so I have been testing this
1: later idea
0: <laughs> for you. Save you from its suffering. <laughs> so far, later, and tomorrow never, never, never I will keep trying, probably a little bit more, because I don't want to,
1: you know. You. It doesn't come.
0: It doesn't come. So that's another game. So by the end of the day, or by the time we reach that weak point, or by the time we're feeling vulnerable, that's when that lie swoops in and it gets us. And so the, the love part, it just remains pulsing there. And our work is, and here's the, here's the greatest work. This is where many of us are. It's on our butt, having been knocked out, having slipped and fallen again. That's the place where we can say, love. Love, be with me now. Be here now. You can speak those words, I love myself. Right now, right here in the midst of this, when that part of you is trying to compare and criticize and improve you, can you find that voice? Can you reach down beneath it and say, I love myself right here? That's when the game starts changing. That's when things really start switching for you. When you're no longer fighting the voice, when you're no longer defending yourself against it, when you're no longer identifying with it, even though it's identifying with you, right in the middle of it, you say, I love myself right here. That's five words. What a blessed prayer. What a prayer. Say it. I love myself right here. Right here. You're really good. I love myself right here. I love myself right here. I love myself. Whatever, whatever that part, because our body is holding these things. Our body is outfuturing. We've got those parts of us that, like, you can really lay your hands on yourself. You can lay your hands and say, I love myself right here. It's going to feel so weird. It's going to feel so cheesy as we began the whole service. There's a cheese factor to loving yourself. (laughs) But if you were here for the first song, you know when you go all the way, that's when it works. It's the same thing with that. When you go all the way with it, when you commit with your voice and your vibe of being, I love myself right here. I love myself while I'm feeling sad. I love myself while I feel so alone. I love myself when I feel like I'm not enough. I love myself right there. That is the way that you begin staying home, which was the initial point of this talk, was that how do we stay here? Well, we stay here by not leaving when something feels wrong we stay here, if we can find the courage to to just be there, when that something, that loneliness, that fear, that whatever it is, starts to get us, if we just, I love myself right here, I love myself right here. We make it our mantra. Ernest Holmes says, love points the way, law makes it possible. I love myself right here. Love. You have just called forth love to point yourself towards your freedom. I love myself right here. You activated love. It will now automatically point the way toward your freedom. The law is what makes it possible. The law, when we say law, we mean spiritual law. The power of your word, the power of your intention activates the law. The words that you speak become the law of your land. Your land is your consciousness, your body temple, your world. That is your land. And the law of the land is your word, your intention. And so saying, I love myself right here, activates the law of to begin shifting the land that you're responsible for. It begins to shift it. It works automatically. That's the great news. The law of the land works automatically for you according to your word. Another way to say it is that, in a different angle, is that self-acceptance is the doorway Self-love is the room that's on the other side of the door, on the other side of that door. Self-acceptance is the portal through which we all have to pass, and it brings us to the land of self-love. And the way that we do that is by taking the time to be with ourselves. Taking the time, stopping the busyness, to actually love ourselves. What are you wanting someone else to do? Do it yourself. That's the way the game works. That's what that's that's what the artist way teaches. That's what every great new thought teacher from the eighties on up has been saying. Practice. Give yourself what you want. Take yourself up for a wonderful meal. Dress yourself up for yourself. Make yourself a meal and sit down and eat it. <coughs> sit down and eat it. Light a candle. Play some music. Play some music right now. Patrick's so good at that. He makes himself a meal and lights a candle and all. it's just it's it's beautiful. Like I'm like eating a bowl of cereal or a protein drink while I'm moving. <laughs>
1: A way that you do it
0: naturally. There's a way that you naturally begin there, multiply it there. Give yourself what you have been wanting others to give you. You want someone else to tell you they love you? Tell yourself. It's so clear. It's so it's so easy, it actually can make you a little angry. Right? It's so simple, it's got to be more complicated. It's not more complicated, but it is cheesy, and that at least makes up for it to be
1: complicated, right?
0: It's, it is. It feels silly, but it will absolutely transform your consciousness. It is time for you to be here for you. Yes. That's yes. it. And I promise you, from there, all good things will flow. All good things. So Valentine's Day is the time of love. It's the time when many weddings and, and things occur. Where and that's all beautiful and good. But here at Bodhi, we're going to have a little ceremony where you're going to marry yourself. That's very cheesy. We're going to have you repeat these vows. And here's some cool thing about vows. I love doing mm-hmm. weddings. I love officiating weddings. Because what I discovered in, the, in officiating the wedding, for some reason the vows, when the bride and the groom, or the groom and the groom, and the bride and the bride, whenever is coming together when they speak those vows those vows are encoded with all that they need for their fulfillment. Yes. You don't have, speaking a vow is a sacred moment where the whole universe lines up and says every word that is spoken is true and it shall be made true if we stay uh, obedient to the vow. So the vow itself is like the oak tree in the acorn. It is the flower inside of the seed. It is planted in there. So these vows that I ask you to speak, contain within them All that is needed for their fulfillment. Are you good with me on that? Yes. Good. Take a deep breath. Stand. And simply repeat after me. This will be filling your name and don't say your name. (laughs) I, blank, take myself to be my best friend. (laughs)
1: To be my, best friend.
0: my lover and partner in life. My lover and partner in life. From this day forward. From this day forward. I will cherish this friendship.
1: I will cherish this friendship.
0: I will trust and honor myself first. I will trust and honor myself
1: first. Before all others.
0: Before all others. I will speak lovingly. I'm sorry, I will speak kindly and lovingly about myself. I will speak kindly and lovingly about myself. And when I forget, and when I forget, I will quickly and easily forgive. I will quickly and easily
1: forgive. I
0: will start over and over again. I will start
1: over and over again.
0: Always happy to pick myself up when I fall.
1: Always happy to pick myself up when I
0: fall. I will make sure to laugh often. I
1: will make sure to laugh often. And hold
0: myself tight when I need to cry. And hold myself tight when I need to cry. Your name, I will love you (laughs) faithfully.
1: I will love you faithfully.
0: Through whatever happens in this life. Whatever may, come,
1: Whatever may come,
0: I will always be there. I will always be there. Watch this. As I give you my hand to hold, <laughs> as I give you my hand to hold, so I give you my love. So I give you my love to keep now and forever. To keep now and forever by the powers vested in me by the state of Illinois. <laughs>
1: And God,
0: (laughs) I now with all my heart pronounce you married to yourself.